Welcome back, Richard. It's good to see you again. Hey, you know, man, today's the 27th of February. Yes, it is. We're done with February. February's over. Remember those New Year's resolutions? I mean, I mean there is one more day, but that's... <laughs> you know, this short month, and we're, we're heading into March. Uh, March madness, so... Yeah. Hard to believe. Two months are... Two months are gone. Okay. Yeah. I think I think Miss Cassie will be counting down the days until Christmas pretty soon, right? <laughs> that's that's very possible knowing her. Oh, right. So, right. But but today we're going to um start a conversation that's gonna carry over to next week as well. Um a conversation about anger. Um and you know, anger we talk a lot about emotions and feelings and all kinds of stuff, all that all that stuff mm-hmm. kind of on the podcast here, but um, today we're going to talk about anger because it is, well, there was, there's an article uh, that's called the, the most misunderstood feeling and, um, and, and anger certainly falls into that category. Um, it, it is one of the f- uh, most common feelings that we have. Uh, it is a, it is a natural, normal, common right. feeling, uh, mm-hmm. but yet it's also the one that, that we hate, that we despise, that we work as hard as we can to supposedly uh, never experience. Uh, so it, it has, a, we have a very odd and unusual relationship with anger. It really does. We've talked about emotions in previous podcasts and emotions are emotions. Um, yeah. Everybody has them. They're all normal. Um, and emotions show up whether, whether they're socially appropriate or not. I mean, sometimes we're angry when we, sh- when we display our anger in socially inappropriate ways or at the wrong time. But emotions are emotions. And it is normal to experience all emotions, including anger. Anger is one of the basic emotions. And it's absolutely normal. In fact, it's adaptive. It, right. it serves a purpose, okay, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. So the trick is not to suppress anger. The trick is to learn how to manage the trick is to learn how to manage all of our emotions, not just anger. The difference with anger is that, as this author says, anger is given a bad rap because we don't, we fear anger. We fear anger in our children. You know, when kids get angry, what do we do? Send right. them to their, you know, don't do that. And we, you know, suppress it. Don't be angry. Don't express your anger. Mm-hmm. And we're taught from a very early age to suppress it. But that's probably heading us in a very, uh, it's probably heading us in a wrong direction. Um, and this author says anger and jealousy are the two most misunderstood emotions that we have because we sort of have this collective discomfort with anger. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, we're, we're, we have a difficult time understanding it and we, we have this, you know, paradoxical almost relationship with it because, because we associate it with violence. We associate it with being volatile and angry and aggressive. And, you know, we just throw all of those words and, and experiences and behaviors together. That's right. Um, but, it, but, you know, it, it's not the, it, it's not the anger. That's the problem. It's the, it's the manifestation. Um, it's right. the acting out of that anger that really causes the problem, but we, we so closely connect them and, you know, a lot of our work, right, right Richard, is uh, is spent working with people to help them manage their anger, right. um, not not suppress it and not get rid of it to where we're never angry. Because if we're, well, we could talk about that some, but you know, <laughs> if we never experienced anger, um, right. I, I mean, I just can't fathom a, a an experience where you just don't experience anger. Yeah, how do you how do you how do you live your life not experiencing one of the basic emotions? I mean, right. It's, it's unthinkable. 
But the problem is when we see anger portrayed, whether it's in public or especially in the media, like if you're watching a movie and somebody's angry, what you're seeing is the expression of anger and a maladaptive, it's reactive and dysregulated and, and almost a rage, okay? Right. That's typically what we see and that's what we, we want to suppress. That's what people right. want to suppress. What we don't see, I mean, have you ever, how, how many movies have you, and you're a movie buff, I mean, you, you watch a lot of, of movies. Um, how many movies have you seen where you see somebody managing their anger. We actually see some, you model, you're actually observing somebody um, managing their anger or regulating their emotions. It's just not something we see very often. Yeah, it's, it doesn't happen very often. Every, every once in a while, there'll be a, a, a superhero movie or something like that where anger is a big issue for the superhero. And, and the whole sort of hero's arc for that per, that character is to control it. So like the Incredible Hulk, right? The right. whole idea for him is to be able to control his anger mm-hmm. so that he doesn't, you know, uh, Bruce Banner doesn't turn into to the Hulk at, at any time. Um, yeah. but, but you're right. It's, it's so rarely portrayed. It, it, instead... You know, what we see most of the time in media and movies and, and things like that is is the use of anger, the, the unleashing of anger exactly. as a way to take revenge or uh, to display compassion or, or mm-hmm. um, like like a passionate response to something that's just they're just full of, uh, of rage and anger. And um, that's what we see. And, and then we see all the destruction and, and aggression and violence and everything that comes from that. Right. And, and we tend to have this Jekyll and Hyde. mentality this concept that you're either in control and managing things or you're completely out of control and you're dangerous and there's there's a middle ground there that that we're trying to to uh tell people that that that's where you that's where you ought to be there's some there's some place between that and that's the management of your anger not not the suppression of it Right. And that's the real goal that we have. Right. Not is not right. to not to get rid of or su- suppress the anger. The, the anger itself isn't the problem. It's the our ability to manage it. And, right. and it's surprising to 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 consider when you when you look at some of the survey results and right. studies, how many people just have never learned, you know, two thirds, about 67 percent of people say that they've never learned how to control their anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and they were told problem. and they were told it was bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. They were told that anger is bad. They were never, but, but at the same time, never told how to manage it. And so, you know, you have this huge portion of the population that just have this really um, unhealthy relationship with anger um, mm-hmm. and don't just don't know how, what to do with it. Right. But yeah, they and, will experience it. Right. Exactly. And so it, this confusion about anger really begins in childhood. For most of us, it begins in childhood. As children, we're taught that displaying anger is not okay. I mean, I I suppose all of us can remember a time when we were chastised by our parents because we were expressing anger. It's just something we do naturally. Um, Think about a school, Mm -hmm. a school, a typical classroom setting. You know, if a child starts to express anger, what's done? You stop it as soon as you can. You're not supposed to do that in a classroom. And and you're you're not supposed to do it in most homes. We're rewarded if we don't display it, and we're punished if we do display anger. So we learned that lesson very early on. On the other hand, we witness reactive anger from the same caregivers who are telling us, don't be angry. Right. That's the irony. 
Right. Absolutely. I, you know, most of the time or much of the time, many times um, when, it, when a kid is getting in trouble, the, the right. parent is is applying consequences or getting onto the child through the use of anger. <laughs> With the same anger they're trying to suppress in the child. Right. You know, the, the veins in their, their heads are popping out and they're, they're yelling, um, stop being so angry. And, <laughs> and it, it the, so what's modeled for the kids is very um, is exactly the opposite of what the parents is asking them and telling them to do. That's right. The parent is modeling the very reactive anger that they're trying to uh, mediate in the child. They're trying to suppress in the child. OK, so the problem is this dysregulated anger, the the escalation in anger that occurs in um, in homes and in schools because it occurs both, both places. Absolutely. So. What we want to do is let, let's get a better understanding of anger. And then to, at the end, we'll talk about things you can do to better manage your anger. Right. So as we mentioned before, you know, anger is one of the basic human right. emotions. You know, Paul Ekman um, he identified those six basic human emotions uh, of anger, disgust, fear, happiness, sadness and surprise. Right. And um, and so so it is built into who we are. Uh, to right. get angry, just as it is built into a, who we are to be happy or to be right. sad sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just part of the human experience. Right. And I think it, the first step in understanding anger is to understand, to appreciate its relationship with the limbic system, the emotional structures of the brain. And, and what those structures do is they keep us alive. Right. So when we, when you and I talk about anger as being an adaptive emotion, we're talking about, we go back to a, a primitive understanding of anger. And that is that when you get angry, that's your brain's way of telling you something is amiss. Right. Something in your environment is not right right now. Something happened or somebody said something, somebody did something. And now your brain is is put on alert. You're, you're, you have a legitimate feeling and you should have that feeling because it's your brain's way of something, of saying, of informing you something is wrong. Right. Yeah, absolutely. In the same way that fear is a, is a way that your brain is communicating right. you, with you that you're maybe in danger. Right. Um, you know, anger is an emotion that where your brain is telling you that, Hey, there's something, there's something wrong. Somebody, mm -hmm. um, Somebody is mistreating you. Um, mm -hmm. Something that something is happening that goes against what you're you're trying to accomplish, or something right. battling against you. There's there's something um, you've, you've been violated in some way. But anger is the emotion that comes up to to inform you that something is is wrong. Right. You know there was a yeah. There's another theorist who has uh, dichotomies like happy, sad. You mm -hmm. know. And one of the dichotomies is anger, fear. Right. And when you think about anger and fear, they're really the same. They come from the same place in the brain. Right. Okay? If you have fear, you're cowering, you're turning inward, you're, you're frightened. If you're angry, it comes from the same place, but you're expressing it rather than internalizing it. Right. Well, fight or flight. Exactly. Right. Oh, and that's so what fight, fight is the anger. Flight is the fear. Right. And so anger and fear come from the same place. You want to feel fear. Right. You know, there's, no, there's no question about that, that if you feel fear, there's something happening in your environment. Right. In the same way, you should feel anger. 
because right. it's it's coming from exactly the same place in your brain. So it serves this adaptive function basically to keep you alive. Right. But in effect, it's it's warning you that you need to be aware of something in your environment right now. Okay. So it is informative, something's not right, and it is meaningful. It wouldn't have triggered your brain if it wasn't meaningful. So right. we need to understand that it's a normal adaptive function that has a very important purpose to serve. Right. And, and the problem is when we when we are not managing it appropriately, when, mm-hmm. when we work really hard to suppress our anger, you know, and, and right. we, we refuse to uh, allow ourselves to experience any form of anger or to process through anything that elicits that emotion from us, mm-hmm. that can lead to depression. Right. You know, they they can right. lead to an sort of that inward turning of anger. Um, you know, a, a lot of times uh, there, there are theorists, there are people who refer to depression as an inward uh, focus of anger is anger <laughs> oneself. Um, right. And because you think about all those negative thoughts that you have and everything when you're depressed, it's an anger for yourself. And, and that can happen if we work and overly suppress anger without expressing it appropriately. You know, the first year that I was in this, and I mean the first year, this was before you were born. Um, some, some psychologists just kind of uttered off, made an offhand comment. I was, uh, we were in training together and she was one of the supervisors and she said, well, you know, at depression is anger turned inward. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's an interesting thought. Didn't really appreciate at the time what mm-hmm. she was really telling us right but but she but now i understand exactly what she was talking about that depression is anger turned inward if you suppress anger it's probably going to lead to depression you have to do something with it lead to depression on the other hand if you can't regulate your anger you're going to get those hot reactive rage violent and aggressive um, responses. So on the one hand, you don't want to suppress anger because it's going to lead to depression, but you have to learn how to regulate it because if you don't, it's going to get out of hand. Absolutely. And that's what we see, you know, in the media depicted that we were talking about earlier. And sure. so, um, and yeah, and, and, you know, again, there, there are conditions, there are situations <laughs> where um, that system, that emotional system in our brain is, is hyper reactive. And so we get anger. Some people would get angry more easily than right. some else. They're, they're more reactive to things going on because their brain just sort of senses danger or, or problems in, in the environment a little bit easier. And um, sometimes when there's not really danger mm-hmm. or, or something to be concerned about, and that right. will lead to a person being more angry more often than, right. um, than, than regular. But again, it's not the anger that's the problem. It's it's how we're dealing with it. So right. talk a little bit about how to manage it. You know, this first one I found really, really fascinating. And it's called build self-awareness. And I thought, okay, well, let's see what this is about. Now, full disclosure, as I read this article, I thought, um, full disclosure, my father was a very powerful presence. Mm-hmm. Um, he was bigger than everybody and and stronger. And he just had a powerful presence. And I suspect that I wasn't, I don't think I was allowed to, I don't think any of us children were allowed to express anger when we were growing up. For some reason, I don't know what it was, but I know that I was never allowed to be angry in front of my parents. I tried it one time when I was in high school and I got grounded like for a week, I had to miss prom or something um, because I had the audacity I just raised my voice a little wee bit 
And my mother said, okay, that takes care of this weekend. And I knew that I was not allowed to to raise my voice, let alone say anything that would be disrespectful. So I suspect that I grew into an adult who wasn't very good at managing my anger. It It was either I suppressed it, so maybe there was some depression, but I knew that I wasn't allowed. So by the time you expressed it, it came out, my, my anger would come out very hot. Right. Okay? Cause I never, I never learned how to manage it. I just had to keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. So what, what this um, author advises is to build self-awareness. And she said, you do that by taking, by building yourself a personal scale from one to 10. Yeah. And the purpose of the scale is you decide where it is somewhere between one and 10 before you will take some action to bring the anger to conscious awareness. And what she means by that is how, how far does something have to go before you will express? Well, before, and, before, you, will, before you will admit or acknowledge I'm, I'm angry. Right. Where is that point? Right. Because, you know, a lot of people will say, well, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden I'm angry and like there's no build up to it. Mm-hmm. There's always some build up to it. Right. But but, you know, many times we feel because we're not consciously aware um, or consciously acknowledge, admit that we're getting angry. And so it does. We don't feel it until that point. And That's so, right. you know, when what what this seems to be suggesting is that how angry are you at that point? Right. Like, is that, is that a level five or is that a level seven or two? Where is that level that you're at on the angry scale on your angry scale before you, before it really comes to conscious awareness that, okay, I'm angry. Right. Now I'll give you a personal example. When my children were young, when I was a new parent, if my children said something that sounded disrespectful or they were expressing anger at me, or they, they made some comment to me that I thought was, was really disrespectful. I could feel anger immediately. So if my child said one thing, so I'm at number two, okay, I'm at one or two, I hear that comment, and I'm immediately angry. Right. As I matured as a parent, and I began to realize that it wasn't that I was angry, it's that I, my feelings had been hurt because here's my child, you know, we love each other, but she's saying something like that. And now when my kids are mouthy, I don't, I don't get angry until it gets to five or six or seven. So I'm able to tolerate that first comment, you know, that first sign of disrespect. I don't have any problem with that anymore. So I've been able to move my, my number from say two or three up to six or seven. Now I don't get angry anymore when my kids say that because I understand now they can still make me angry, but it takes a lot more to get me to anger. And that's what she's talking about here is you have to know your anger, but then you keep pushing that number up. You learn to regulate it so that you don't get as angry as quickly. Right. And and, while at the same time, trying to identify the anger earlier and earlier in the process. Right. So, um, so that, you know, the, the ideal um, scenario is that you, you catch the anger right away. So you can right. say, okay, I'm getting angry. So I need to do something before we right. get so far down the, down the line that, that we're losing control. That's so, right. 
we want to we want to catch that um, identify that anger that mm-hmm. emotion as early as possible so that we can prevent that that meltdown. Right when when um, you know people say, well, count to ten or count to three. If you're getting angry, count to three. Well, what are you doing? You're 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 cooling off right. enough to move that number up to a higher to closer to ten. Okay, that's what the counting is. Um, the other thing you, I advise parents to do is. When you feel yourself getting angry, walk away from the situation, remove yourself momentarily from the situation, and it gives you a chance to cool it off, to, to not react then, but to, but to increase, increase that threshold up to the higher numbers as you approach the number 10. So the earlier you can catch your anger, the easier it is to, do, to uh, prevent the response, okay? Right. The other thing I did, when when I recognized that it really wasn't it wasn't anger so much as hurt, is I was able to develop a plan of okay what am I going to do the next time? Right. Then I didn't write it down, but in my head I thought okay the next time one of my kids says something that sounds like like it's disrespect, what am I going to do? And that's when I learned how to develop some strategies to manage the anger that I was feeling. Right. And that takes us right into the second step. And that is to learn how to communicate your anger in an effective way. There is absolutely nothing wrong with saying, I am feeling really angry right now. Right. That that is, you know, when I hear a kid say that, or when I Mm -hmm. hear an adult say that, um, it's great because, okay, you are communicating your emotion to me. You're communicating to me that should this, should we continue on this path? Mm-hmm. Um, things may not go well. Now, a lot of times adults, for some reason, hear that from a kid and they feel it's disrespectful or they feel that it's, um, you know, the, a threat or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. No, it, it's the same thing as saying, I'm feeling really happy right now. We, we celebrate kids to say that, right. but, but for some reason we get all uh, up in our, our, ourselves a little bit when, when a kid says, I'm feeling really angry. No, right. Thank you for telling me that you're feeling really angry. Let's see what we can do to bring that down a little bit so we can understand what's happening a little bit. Right. And there, there are actually two parts to this communication issue. One is it's okay. You, first of all, it's okay to be angry. All right. And that's what that's the first and I think most important message here is it's perfectly normal. It's perfectly okay to be angry. But you have to learn how to express that anger. You have to be able to tell the important people in your life, I am angry. But on the other hand, you need to be heard. And the other part of this is, if you go to your partner and say, I am really, really angry about this, your partner has to hear that. Right. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about dealing with children. And one of the important things with children, you have to hear your child say that. Right. And not get angry in return, but allow them to communicate this to you. And you've got to hear them saying that. You have to hear that anger and you have to be available to, to assist them in managing it. If you have a partner who says, well, that's, you know, I'm really upset about this. And they say, well, I'm upset about it too. Or oh, I don't really care that you're upset. Or if your partner's not hearing you, you're not going to be able to explain your anger or get to the source of your anger. And that's going to become a recurring source of aggravation in a relationship. Right. And the other part of the communicating it is you have to own it. Right. right? 
you can't say you are really making me mad. <laughs> no, that person is just saying something or just doing something. I'm feeling angry, um, but you're not doing that to me. No. I'm, uh, this is, the situation is, is frustrating. Is my- but this is my emotion. This is my emotional reaction to it. Right. Um, and so you say, you know, I, I'm feeling really angry with what's happening in this conversation. Right. Uh, you break for a few minutes and then come back and, and revisit it. Right. Um, but so we, we communicate it, but we have to own it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to be talking to a willing partner. Right. You have to be, you know, if you come up and say, uh, it's called I statements, we, you know, we call them I statements. And you say, I am feeling this way because you're right. Nobody else is making you right. do it. You, you, it's your feeling. It's my anger. Okay. And you're right. You have to own your, you have to own your anger. Okay. Right. So I am feeling angry with something or other. Okay. Right. But you have to have a partner who's got, who's listening and with head and heart and says to you, I'm concerned that you're angry. Let's talk about it. Let me help you deal with your anger. What is it? Okay. So Yes, I statements and owning your anger, but you also need a willing partner. Right, absolutely. And the, the final piece of for managing anger is um, just accepting that it's okay. You know, we there are um, again just thinking about that, the number of patients that we work with mm-hmm. who who just as soon as they feel what they what most people experience as a negative emotion. Right. Um, and I put that in shutter quotes because mm-hmm. there, there's not a negative emotion. It's just emotions. Right. Um, but when they feel a negative emotion, like anger or sadness or fear, mm-hmm. they, they, they immediately think that there's something wrong, that there's something that they are um, something wrong with them. Like, right. you know, shouldn't be feeling right. this way. Mm-hmm. No, it's, as we said earlier, you know, th- th- that's a normal feeling. There's something going on that's making you feel that way mm-hmm. So experience it, express it. Um, label it, identify it, um, talk about it. Um, it, it's fine to feel that way sometimes. Um, but, and you can still be okay. You know, you can be okay and angry at the same time. It's all right. Right. But, but you have to learn how to manage it. Right. Okay. The, the anger is not the problem. The problem is how you're managing it. And this is what we want to talk about next week with children. Right. But if you're an adult, I think it's helpful to recognize that probably like 85% of us you were not, you were never taught how to manage your anger. You you were either told to stuff it, suppress it, don't express it. You were punished for for, uh, expressing it. So for 85% of us, we never learned how to do this. And so we enter adulthood, not really being able to manage our anger. So the first step is learn how to manage your own. And if you're a parent, then you can help your children learn how to manage their anger. If you're a teacher, you can learn how to help your students. If you're a supervisor, a manager, a business owner, you have the responsibility to help others manage their anger. But to do that, you have to get control of your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you you have to, and and all of that begins with recognizing it and, and understanding that it's okay to feel this way. I can, right. I can be, I can be grounded. I can be stable <laughs> while at the same time feeling angry. It, it's all right. Yeah. It's okay to, it's okay to be, it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to ram your car into the driver in front of, of right. you. Okay. That, and, and so, um, yes, own it, uh, understand it. It's perfectly okay to be angry, but the choice is how do you express it? How do you manage it? How do you regulate it? 
Absolutely. So, all right. Well, I think that's it for today. As you said, we're next week, we're going to kind of carry on this conversation and talk about helping your child um, deal with anger and, and how, how do we do that? Um, uh, Cause that's always a, a fun thing to work on with parents. All right. So until next time, stay happy, stay healthy and forget to be afraid.